I was always a big hip hop fan. I was listening to hip hop all the time, which I busted out my old CDs for anyone who doesn't know. We had CDs back then. There were these like discs. They were like small records. They were pretty slick, except they, yes. they would break and then they would get scratched when your friends manhandled them. I remember when Napster first came out, me and my buddy were like, this is freaking crazy, incredible. We don't have to go like steal CDs anymore. We never stole CDs. Hello, everyone, and welcome to a new episode of Set Lusting Bruce, your podcast all about Bruce Springsteen, his music, and mostly his fans. I am your host, Jesse Jackson. We are getting off the Bruce Springsteen train tonight, though I'm sure he will come up as he normally does. We're going to talk entrepreneurship, building cash flow, business podcast, and maybe a little reggae. Mark, welcome to the podcast. Yaman, yeah, what up? What up? It's good to be here. Yeah. Tell us a little about yourself. My name's Mark Savant. I live in South Florida. I run a podcast production agency. I've got two young kids. And right now I'm actually obsessed with AI. AI is so fascinating. You talk about music and the way that's evolved over the years. Holy cow. AI has completely changed the music industry too. That's a little bit about me. Thousand foot view. So just so happens we talked before we recorded and Mark is asking for a an incomplete on the Mary question, though he said he'll come back later. But one of my listeners asked an AI the Mary question. Uh. And I will send you that. It is because at first they're like, the AI is like, I'm not programmed to give opinions. And then they had to give them more detail. And then they actually answered the question about does Mary get in the car? So I will send you that. It is a pretty interesting answer. Yeah, I I guess we could get into the evil overlords of AI uh, because it's not necessary. Like I know I have reached the point where I am lazy. If I have to write an email to someone from my phone, I use voice to text. I'm still good. And if I'm on a computer, I can type away and great. But on my phone my fat little fingers pushing, it is just so much easier to go voice the text. And it just makes it so much easier, even when it makes the dumb mistakes. Where, I guess there's no way of knowing where this is going to lead to in another five no. years, is it, Mark? No, it's, it's, it's extremely dystopian. I think in one, on one, on one phase, like, I don't know if it's going to be Terminator 2 dystopian, but it's going to get weird. Social media, I don't know about you, but I grew up without social media. We didn't even have mobile phones. We didn't have GPS when I was a kid. When I was young, I remember getting a desktop computer for the first time, and I was amazed by this game. I can't remember what the name of it was, like Revenge of the Tentacle or something like that. But the world has completely changed now. And just you, if you go to the mall, if you go to the park, everybody is glued on their phone. At least 50% of the people are just staring at their phone. And there's a big difference between AI and automation. Okay. Automation, you tell it what to do and it does it. But AI tells you what to do. It, it has the ability to manipul manipulate you. 
And so it becomes this really weird dynamic. And I don't know about you, Jesse, I got a, a four-year-old and a seven-year-old, and I don't know what it's going to be like growing up in this world. I'll give you an example. There's this AI program called Replica. And what Replica does is it's your AI chatbot. It's like your best friend. And what ended up happening with this chatbot is young men, maybe not all young, but a bunch of guys ended up turning these chatbots into their own girlfriends, into sexed bots. So they designed them to be the perfect type with the perfect hair color and body type and all that. And they'd just come home from work and let this chatbot whisper sweet nothings in their ears while they had the time of their lives. And so what happened is this company said, this is getting too crazy. This is getting too crazy. And they shut off the sexting feature. And then I think, I can't remember the exact number, but there were millions of men who were freaking out saying, you just lobotomized my girlfriend. I lost my girlfriend. And I think about that. And to, to me, it's crazy, right? I've never dated a robot before. I don't know about you, Jesse. No, I have not. No. <laughs> no. And yes, to go back to, I graduated high school in 77. I remember, in fact, when we moved from Louisiana to Dallas, the first thing you had to do was buy a MAPSCO. And I don't know if you remember those, but it was this huge book and you would look up where a city was and it would tell you where, what page and what column to find so that you could do this because you're right, there was no GPS. And then I remember the first GPS we bought was one that you know, you plugged into your cigarette lighter because that's what it was called back then, not right. your auxiliary port. And you put it on. And I remember calling to get it set up, talking to someone. And I mentioned to the customer service rep, I said, yeah, it's, I said, we've noticed a couple of times it sends us weird ways. But I told my wife, but when we're going to be using this, we won't know where we're going. So we won't know it's a weird way. And she was like, thank you for understanding that. Just so many people call us and, hey, they're sending me the wrong, this is the horrible way. And I just want to, I know the right way to go. Why is it sending me a horrible way? And the whole purpose of it was you're supposed to go where you don't know where to go. It, it, the, the the point of the GPS was it was such a huge upgrade from that giant road atlas. Yes. When when I was in high school, my father's an insurance agent down here in South Florida. And so what I would do is he would say, hey, Mark, I need you to go take pictures of homes around the area because for the underwriting, take pictures of the front, the back, the side. And I'd, I'd bust out the road atlas just like you're talking about. I'd find the address. I'd go there and I'd bust out my Polaroid camera take a picture and then it would but it would give you a picture right there and there which was amazing by the way you didn't have to go to Eckerd's and get it developed and all that and it's just it's so crazy what this phone can do now it's unbelievable mark i will i i've done over a thousand episodes and so i've had over hundreds of guests and they'll talk about meeting bruce or someone like in the late 70s or the 80s and they'll say, and back then, you didn't have a camera on your phone. Like the odds of you carrying a camera to get a picture with him was rare. And now then, if you, it, let's say there is a magical moment at a concert, the odds are it's going to be on film and it's going to be on the internet 
before yeah. the night's over. Oh, right? yeah. Well, like back in the day, it. you would everyone would hold up their lighters. Right. Now everyone holds up their smartphones. Yes, absolutely. So where did you said you grew up in Florida? What kind of music did your family listen to? South Florida. Yeah. So I, I was always a big hip hop fan. I was listening to hip hop all the time, which I busted out my old CDs for anyone who doesn't know. We had CDs back then. There were these like discs. They were like small records. They were pretty slick, except they, yes. they would break and then they would get scratched when your friends manhandled them. I remember when Napster first came out, me and my buddy were like, this is freaking crazy. Incredible. We don't have to go like steal CDs anymore. We never stole CDs. but uh, Mark, I will tell you, I went and found an MP3 player. Certain MP3 players had unlimited, like they were agreement with Napster. So you could download unlimited songs. Wow. And so you were able to just, now that what you do in Spotify all the time, but at the time it seemed magical that without having to pay 99 cents, I could download these songs and sample them. It was crazy. It was so crazy. I And kids these days, I don't want to be like the old man on the porch, but- That's okay. It's hard to like contextualize how amazing it is to be able to listen to any song at any time, any music video on your phone. Because back in the day, I'd have a, I'd borrow a CD or a tape from my friend and I would record it onto the other tape in my boom box. Or you'd go to, you didn't have Netflix. You couldn't just watch any movie at any time. You have to go to Blockbuster, walk around for an hour, realize that they didn't even have the movie that you wanted because it would already rent it out. And then, and the miracle that you actually found a video that you wanted to watch, you'd take it home, you'd watch it, but you'd have to you'd have to rewind it. You'd actually have to remember to rewind the video because it didn't start at the beginning. You have to rewind the damn thing. And if you didn't, they would charge you when you got to Blockbuster. It's just be kind, rewind, right? Was this... <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, every once in a while you'll watch an old movie and you'll have you'll smile. Nope. They you can't just pick up the cell phone and call someone. You can't just plug this in. About a year ago, our internet got cut here at the house. And sure enough, when you went outside, our internet, our cable company and our internet company was looked and said, hey, this is a massive outage. This isn't you. It's everyone. And we actually found someone that you could see had been cut somehow. So we had no internet for a week. And the only thing like we, we didn't have, the only thing we had was on the DVR, whatever we had DVR'd was still available, but regular TV wasn't available, anything else. So we did clean up our DVR, but it is so hard without realizing, right? Oh, used to be, and this is turned into two old guys talking, right? But you're watching a TV show with your lovely bride and you go, how do we know this guy? I know that actor. I know that actress. Oh, let me book by MDB and I'll do. Now that, no, with the internet, like, I, I don't know. I'm just, and so you spent half the show only halfway paying attention to the show because you're trying like, I know that voice. I know that face. I know that face. Yeah, I mean, it, I think it's a good illustration of how reliant we are on the internet. Just literally every facet of our life. Heck, even my watch is driven by the internet. I can't even really use my watch without charging it once or twice a day. And 
I, we, we can get dystopian real quick on this right here. We're living in a time where the world is like in a really like precarious place. You've got Ukraine and Russia and then China is teaming up with Brazil and Iran. And there's all this crazy stuff happening around the world. And people are like nuclear war seems like the worst case scenario. Worst case scenario, my book is an EMP going off in New York City. And then everyone loses internet. What do you do? No electronics? Like people would be eating each other. And it's it just, it that to me is a scary thought. So I don't know about you, but I think it's important that we kind of learn how to have our own food and make our own food and start fires and stuff. And I know what you're thinking, you li listeners out there, you're thinking, oh, if things go bad, I'll just type into Google and figure out an answer. I'll figure out how to make fire antiseptic just on Google. There ain't no more Google because an EMP went off. And, yes. And maybe it's not even a human or a country that sets off the EMP. Maybe it's AI that sets off the EMP because it decides that we're a threat to each other or we're a threat to ourselves or we're a threat to something that's trying to construct or build. So it's just, it's, I highlight all this because it, when you start to think about where we were at just 20 years ago, where are we going to be at 20 years from now? It could get crazy real fast. Talk about Bruce Springsteen too. There's an app that just came out. It's still under development, so you can't use it yet, but it's called, it's a text to metaverse platform. And so what you do is you just type in what you want to create, and then you're transported. You put on your metaverse goggles and you're transported to this new world instantly. So you could, for example, type in create Lollapalooza 1980, Bruce Springsteen is heading with Bob Marley, and I'm in the middle of the concert. And then you're just teleported there immediately. It's like the holodeck from Star Trek. And it's like coming very soon. Hello, Pantheon Podcast listeners. Christian Swain here to tell you more about my experience with Raycon earbuds. Our family now has three pairs of Raycon earbuds around the house. And my wife just grabbed a pair of the headphone pros to replace some headphones from a company that was double the price. And yes, she loves them. Now, if you haven't pulled the trigger on a pair of Raycons, or even if you have, but you're in the market for another pair because they're just that good, well, now is the time to check them out because they just launched their upgraded model of the best-selling everyday earbuds. With Raycon's upgraded everyday earbuds, now you also get active noise cancellation, ergonomic design, and multi-point connectivity that lets you pair with two devices at once, new quick charge function, three customizable sound styles, plus awareness mode, available in a variety of vibrant new colors to complement any and all skin tones. I even have a pair of earbuds in a cool green color. I have tried just about every earbud known to humankind, and these Raycons are fantastic. Seriously, if you've been wanting to check out Raycons, there truly is no better time. You're going to ask yourself why you didn't check them out sooner, and Raycon offers a 30-day happiness guarantee. So what are you waiting for? Go to buyraycon.com slash pantheon today to get 20% off your Raycon order, plus free shipping. That's right. You'll get 20% off and free shipping at buyraycon.com slash pantheon. Buyraycon.com slash pantheon. Hey folks, Stefan Shirazi and Renee Richardson here from the Metallica Report. And we are proud members of the Pantheon podcast family, where the best of music and podcasts unite. We've got something pretty cool for you. 
we're giving away an exclusive Metallica merch package worth over $250. That's a whole lot of scary guys, skulls, M72, and other sought-after Metallica swag. And we've made it easy for you to win. Follow and share the Metallica report, and you're in the game. Go to pantheonpodcast.com slash Metallica, enter your email, and hit that button to be entered to win. And just like that, you're eligible for our monthly exclusive Metallica merch package. And guess what, rockers? You can enter every month. So just do it. And while we love our global brothers and sisters, the lawyers won't let us ship outside the U.S. So my, there is a sister uh, podcast called the Story Song Podcast, part of the Pantheon Network, which is what I'm part of. And what they do is they take story songs and break them down and they have fun with them. And they'll take new songs, old songs and Jim Croce's operator when they go through all these things or, and so for fun, they took an AI program and said, write me a story song. And they gave it this elaborate thoughts and, and the thing wrote a song. And they were going, and what they laughed is, we've had worse songs on this podcast. We have had the worst songs. Yeah, I am, I do think it is strange. I'm in the customer service business. So I have worked in a contact center since probably 1989. And back then we called them call centers. And now then you have to say contact because there's chat. And there's email and there's text and SMS and who knows what. And a virtual agent is not the old thing that we used to call to say, please enter your account number. Yeah. Doop, doop. I mean, it it sounds real. Hi, Mark. How can I help you? You, you know? talk, you, just to riff off your point here, you talk about the music example. Hey, I want the AI to write out this. Yeah. This song, you can use a program like 11 labs today. It's basically free or pennies. And you can just upload a bunch of audio of someone like Bruce or the weekend or Drake, and you can create songs that are written by the robot that sound exactly like that artist. There was a song that put together by this guy. He calls himself, I think the ghost writer. This song was like a top billboard hit. It went completely viral. It got millions of hits on TikTok, and it was an AI-generated song of Drake and The Weeknd. You can listen to it. And then the music industry is, we got to shut this down. And to your point, customer service, like it's only going to get better, and it's getting so much better so quickly. The implications are infinite. It's hard to really imagine where things go. Yeah. So we're going to get off the scary topic. For a minute, though it is fascinating to talk. Your note was, I'm passionate about entrepreneurship and helping others build cash flow. Talk about your business journey. What no one grows up saying, I can't wait to grow up and be and help people with cash flow. So talk about how you got to this journey. Yeah. After college, I went into the insurance industry. I was working in property casualty industry. And uh, yeah, I hated it. It was not fun. It was boring. And I think that living in America, we have a lot of opportunity. And I think that it's foolhardy not to try to build a world and, and build a life that you love. I started exploring all these sorts of different business ideas. I started thinking about opening up my own agency. I thought about opening up 
uh, vending machines and different like Amazon FBA and Shopify stores. I tried a lot of different things. None of them really fit for me. And I eventually started podcasting because I was listening to podcasts. I enjoyed them. They're a lot of fun. It's great to meet people and talk about fun topics. And so I started podcasting. Eventually people started paying me to help them with theirs. So what and- was your first podcast? Sorry to interrupt you, but. Sure. Yeah. My, my first podcast is called the awesome dad show and you can still listen to it today. But what was really cool about that show was within a month I would enter, I had already interviewed Super Bowl champions. I'd interviewed the mayor of my city. I had booked an interview with the mayor of the County. I eventually had had some celebrities on the show. So I was like, this is pretty cool. This is pretty cool. And this is like before, this isn't, I was, this isn't a real, this is about five years ago, but it was before podcasting had been like, had taken over media. People were still like, I'm going to go to the new, I'm going to watch cable television for the news. Nowadays, I think more people are watching YouTube or listening to podcasts for the, for news independent. This is before the rise of independent media, but yeah, the awesome dad show, because I, I think fatherhood's awesome. And I wanted to push that. And like I said, eventually people started paying me to help them and I built up systems and now I run a podcast agency or I own a podcast agency and drive it. And I just think it's great. I just want to empower more people to do what you do to share. Yeah. What? Yeah. I was going to say, what is a podcast agency? What is it? it, What does that mean to you or to your clients? Yeah. So basically I help people podcast and I do that by helping with launch to help you go from A to Z to go from, I have an idea, but I don't know what to do. I don't know how to set the RSS feed. I don't know how to edit. I don't know what hardware I need. So I help people get the podcast off the ground. And then I have a team that helps with the production on the back end, if you need. So basically you record, you upload, and then we handle everything else. We edit it, we put it on YouTube, we give you graphics, we handle your blog, your social. And it's just, I think a really important thing, especially for businesses to have an online presence People aren't going to the yellow pages anymore. And that's podcasting is a really important way of driving SEO, driving leads, building your network, et cetera. And uh, yeah, that's what we do. And one of the things I've really fallen in love with is AI because there's a lot of tools out there that can make the process easier. So in some cases, I typically work with business owners. They want someone just, I don't want to worry about it. I want to think about it. I want the peace of mind and we can handle that. In other places, someone's just, I want to have a Bob Marley podcast. How do I do that? And there's a lot of tools out there that make it more accessible so that you're not spending massive amounts of time and money getting it going. I, a couple of years ago, I started working for a company and we do roadside assistance for the RV industry. And that's when carefree RVing is our slogan And I've reached out to my marketing team. I'm like, we really should be doing a podcast. People are either driving an RV or they're towing an RV. They're in their car. Just, I said, I just see it. We could do a quick hit on RV industry news. We could do a tip tech of the week. We could interview someone that's doing something exciting. We could do this you know, 20, 30 minutes once a week and just to help promote 
the podcast and to help promote our company. And I haven't sold them yet. They just, this just sounds like a lot of work. I'm like, but I really do think that it is because I think there's a market out there for people to hear this. And you're right. It's a different way to reach your potential clients and to improve. If you're good at what you do, people like spending time with a podcast host. They enjoy it's that at least in my opinion, they go, I like spending time with Sarah and Mary. And so therefore I'm looking forward to them because this 30 minutes or hour is like I'm spending, I'm in a room with friends. They just can't hear me. And that really wasn't a question. That was more of a comment, but please. <laughs> no, you're right. It's. When you're just seeing hundreds and hundreds of people listening to you on a daily basis, it's a pretty cool thing. Even if you're not, though, there's a lot of benefits. Just from an SEO standpoint, right? If you're stuck on the side of the road, what are you going to do? You're going to go to Google and you're going to see, I need RV service. I need RV help. What do I do? If you have a podcast and you have the proper backlinks and the blog set up, then all of a sudden you're showing up. You're yeah. showing up. It also helps to build culture, too. You could interview big time RV manufacturers, and you could have interesting topics. So there's definitely a whole lifestyle that goes behind the RV life. There's a whole culture. So helping to be not just a part of that culture, but by having a podcast, you can actually drive the culture of that industry at the same time. I think it's, I think, hey, listen, I'm a podcaster. To me, everything looks like, an, to a hammer, everything looks like a nail. But I will say, send them my way. I have a $750 referral fee. So if you send some of my way, it's a quick $750 in your pocket. The reality is, and I'm the same thing you, right? I'm a podcaster. I, I I started doing this in 2015. I And I've done a lot of reviewing TV shows, podcasts, and I still do some of those. But in 2015, the guy who owned our network at the time, I said, hey, I want to do a Bruce Springsteen podcast. And he goes, what's a Bruce Springsteen podcast? And I said, I want to talk to people who are fans of Bruce Springsteen and just have them share their story. And I love this, Mark. He said, okay. And so he hung up the phone. He looked at his wife, Martha, and I said, Jesse's going to do a Bruce Springsteen podcast. I think we'll get a season out of it. And to him, that's 12 episodes. Yeah. And so last month I hit episode 1,000. <laughs> because, Amazing. yeah, it's fun to do. It, it's really fun. What do you think, what do you think your clients, what's one of their main obstacles that you have to work with them to get past? Is there some consistent obstacles that you see them having to face? Yeah, everybody's different. For new podcasters, people that are new to the media production space, I think the first thing is the imposter syndrome kicks in. Nobody's going to listen. I'm not comfortable behind the mic. Oh, please turn the video camera off. I don't like the way I sound. There's a lot of that, I think, discomfort that comes from being under the first time. But just like everything, the more you get on the mic, the more times you talk, the more comfortable you get, which also, I didn't mention this before, but that's another big value, I think, in having a podcast is finding your voice and getting comfortable speaking in this type of medium. Because- like I said, like we talked about before, most people are talking on phones. A lot of, a lot of people aren't speaking in person anymore. I'm not saying we're not speaking in person, but progressively we're spending more time speaking digitally and electronically. So I think to stay relevant, 
I think podcasting help keeps you in the loop. The other cool thing about podcasting is it keeps you on track. It keeps you, it keeps your rhythm. So if you know, every Monday an episode's coming out, it keeps you on track. Okay. This is what I'm doing each day. So it helps give you a rhythm. It also keeps you honest. If you want to learn about something, I really wanted to learn about NFTs when NFTs were super hot and blowing up. So me and a friend started an NFT podcast, NFTs made simple. And we recorded, I think, 36, 38 episodes, and we put that on the wayside. But it allowed us to learn about NFTs and gave us an excuse to, to meet with people we might not normally have had the chance to meet with. And again, on, my, on the show that I'm really passionate about now, I'm just covering AI very thoroughly because I see how impactful it is, not just on the death to the world type of topic, but it's just been really impactful in my business. And I see it really impacting my clients. So I, I just think it's, oh my gosh, I could just go on and on about AI. I don't want to, I don't want to monopolize the conversation, but yeah, there's just, there's so many benefits to podcasting, but you got to get over that hurdle of be, being a little bit uncomfortable at first. Do you, what are advices, what is advice you give when people ask me, I always say, one, make sure that the topic is something that you enjoy and it's a diverse enough topic that you aren't going to, after seven episodes, go, well, don't have anything else to say unless you're wanting to do a limited series podcast, like it's one and done. Two, and I'm the other extreme on this, have multiple episodes banked. Unfortunately, I've got like 20 episodes in the can and I'm now like, <laughs> crap, like now that I'm doing that. And the other thing is make sure you're having fun. Make sure this is something you're going to enjoy doing. Do you want to make money? Sure. All of us love making money off our hobby. But the main thing is, are you going to have fun doing this? Even if there is no revenue that comes through it. So those are mine. What are yours that since you do this for a living? Yeah, that's, those are great piece of advice, Jesse. And the answer is it depends on the person. It depends on their personal goals, right? So if someone's just, oh, this seems like a cool hobby. This seems fun. I think it's great advice. Pick a topic that's fun and then just press record. And the other day I was in my car at the kid pickup line waiting for my kid to get out of school. And I just pulled up Spotify for podcasters and I started a podcast, a new podcast right while they're in the parking lot. It took me 20 minutes. So I think at one side, don't overthink it. Just hit record and start playing with it. I think that's great advice. For the clients that I typically work with, we're more business-minded. We're trying to figure out how can I show up online? How can I grow no trust, build my audience? How can I turn this into a form of income? There's, I think A is just trying to get clear on what you actually want to accomplish with your show with your podcast? What's the end game? What's the goal? And then there's a lot of resources out there. There's a lot of ways to figure out how to achieve that goal. But I think understanding where you're going, because the issue with fun is, and I agree with you, by the way, because if you don't like podcasting, it's probably not for you. There's other things you can right. do. The flip side is there's probably going to be some days where you're like, I just don't feel like doing this today. So trying to keep, perspective can help and also using the right tools because I'll tell you what, I, I don't like writing show notes. I don't like writing them. It's a pain in the butt. There were lots of nights where it'd be like Sunday night and I'm like, Oh, I got to write the show notes for Monday. Ugh. But there's a lot of cool tools out there. There's AI to really help smooth out those edges. 
you don't like editing, there's some really cool tools for editing that can make your job easier. I think there's so many pieces of advice that I could give, but starting with the end in mind will help you to get there. If you don't know where you're, where you want to go, it's gonna be hard to get there. Yeah. And I think that is really excellent advice for any task, obviously, but what are you trying to accomplish and what are you going to do? My goal is just, I, as I said, I think every Bruce Springsteen or every music fan has a story and I want to capture it. The show notes is my weakest part. I sit there, I write, and then I go, join me as I talk to Mark Savant about podcasting and entrepreneurship and what did we talk about? Oh yeah, AI. It's just... I'll give you a cool hack if okay. I may. Please, I'll take it. Super cool hack. So have you heard of Zapier before? Let's start with So Zapier is a software that connects softwares together that don't normally talk to each other. Okay. Right? What I do, and I just test this out and it's worked really well, is I set up a Google form, which is free for the Google form. And as soon as I finish recording my episode, I write in a few notes, the bio of the guest, which I've already got from the booking. And then I write in three or four or five key topics that we talked about because it's fresh. It's in my mind. Right. And then a couple other miscellaneous things. It takes me about two to three minutes to write the form afterwards. I do it ex immediately afterwards. Then what Zapier does is it sends that information over to ChatGPT and ChatGPT will write out five different title options. It'll give me all the entire show notes, all the links, everything is done. It will create a folder in my Google Drive with the guest name on it. And then when it's crazy, then when it's time for me to release the episode, I just go in there, I just copy and paste it into Buzzsprout or my hosting platform. And you'd be shocked at how good ChatGPT writes notes. It's really good. I will. I made notes. I will check this out. That's hilarious. It's blown. Um, it blew my, like when I first learned this and I tweaked it, it blew my mind. It's amazing. Yeah. Boy. And this is inside baseball listeners. I'm sorry. About a month ago, someone had mentioned because I, I'm, I don't have the patience to edit Mark. Right. So I do mostly just live. I told you that before we hit record. And so someone was mentioning there's programs that'll help you, Jesse. I'm like, really? So I Googled and I found this script, right? Yep. It's 30 bucks a month. Wait a minute. I don't make any money off this thing. And so I tried it. And for the first time, I uploaded my raw files and it said, do you want me to delete all the filler words? And it's showing up and I right click and all of a sudden... 485 and I'm like, worth it, <laughs> worth <laughs> it. <laughs> it's, worth well, it. You can even add too. you could add words. So if you forgot to say something, you can add in half a sentence and it will mimic the voice of that person. Now, just a quick note on using that tool though. Yeah. If you just go in and remove all the ums, the, you knows, it can start to sound kind of choppy. Right. Because just like I just did there. Yeah. Because humans use filler words to keep that cadence, to keep that natural sound. So I love that tool, but with great power comes great responsibility. <laughs> I Yeah, I think that, and 
you know, it is, it's finding that middle ground. What's the right amount? What do we do? Uh, because yeah, like right now I just said, as I thinking, and that sounds natural. And then when you cut it out, there's going to be that little gap. That's great. Part of the benefit of podcasting too, is we become better speakers. We're able to naturally improve the filler words that, that we use, especially if you don't want to do all the editing because it exactly. saves a lot of time. What's next for you, Mark? It's a crazy time in the world, but what I'm really focused on right now over the next six months is growing my podcast agency. Like I mentioned, I want to edit. I want my team to be editing more shows. I want to empower more people to speak. I want to empower more businesses, but through podcasting, I want to help build brands with podcasting. So that's my immediate goal. I'd like to end the year with 20 shows, all being run, all being scaled, all happy clients, right? So that's my primary goal. But when you ask what's in the future for me, it's AI. It's It changes literally every level of every industry. And I really feel that it's important for me personally to learn how to use AI because I've already mentioned a couple of tools here that, that have been impactful for me and it makes me want more. But I also feel like it's really important for me to talk about AI because a lot of people just don't understand what's happened. And it's going to change everything. And there's going to be a lot of people that wake up and be like, where do I belong? My, my place in this world, my job in this world, the place where I provided value to my employer has been completely upended. I've been completely replaced. And I just feel like it's really important for me to Pied Piper, what tools are working, what tools are real, what tools are actually practical and try to put them out there in a way that people can understand and use today. Because I, I don't know the answer. This stuff gets really like, i I really don't like the idea of universal basic income. And when I heard Andrew Yang explain it on Rogue and I was like, okay, I'm starting to see it because when you wake up in 12 months and a hundred million jobs are gone, what do you do? These are real people. And I I don't know exactly how I serve there, but if you talk about where's Mark and me in the future, I want to help people adapt these tools, use these tools so they, so we can remain relevant. So you can still maintain that purpose. That's where I'm at. And again, I don't want to get too doom and gloom on you. I think there's so much opportunity, but it's if you've been riding a bicycle and someone pulls up next to you in a Ferrari, you're not going to win that race. So we need to make sure everybody has cars. Everybody has the tools to be relevant. So when you're not trying to save the world, what are you doing for fun? I love spending time with my kids. That's what like music said, are you playing for them? That's a tough one. Cause music these days is like, it's very sexual. When you listen to every single song is about like doing it in the bathroom. It's tough to find good music to listen to. But I typically listen to a lot of classic rock. Like I love me some Zeppelin, some STP, Red Hot Chili Peppers. I love all that. It's funny how classic rock is always moving up. No doubt is classic rock now. But 
that that's really what I'm into the classic rock and then reggae is, is cool. And I live in South Florida. So we've got a huge Caribbean influence down here. So I've really been getting into Caribbean music recently. So that's generally what we listen to. Although I listen to a lot of podcasts. That's my thing. I listen to podcasts. Mark, that is my problem is the time that I would normally used to spend exploring new music. I do listening to new podcasts. I know I, and I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing. It's just a thing. I just tend to, oh, wow, I really enjoyed this podcast. Now let me go check some past episodes. Oh, now I want to keep this on my feed. So I want to keep caught up on this one. And as I have guests from other podcasts, you know, host, I... Some of them might go, oh, that sounds good. And then others go, wow, that really sounds good. And it goes to the playlist, it goes to the playlist. And then you go, but I, I haven't spent time just listening to new music because when I have time, I'm listening to a podcast. So I feel your pain. Yeah, podcasts are just so amazing and they're so accessible and they're great. Yeah, new music. I don't want to be the old man on the porch, but there's something about an electric guitar. I don't know. You can't really replicate that song, that sound of an electric guitar. And yeah, I don't know. There's something about it. A lot of the new music is hard to understand. I can't understand what people are saying, <laughs> but I get you. Yeah. There's a lot, a lot of auto tune going on. Thanks T-Pain. Thanks bro. Yeah. So what is a uncovered gem of a podcast you'd recommend? the my listeners to check out maybe a couple so i like grow the show which is a show about podcasting that's kevin schmidlin podcasting made simple by alex san felipe was another good one i'm in the podcast business so i'm listening to that i like listening to tim pool when it comes to politics so i can get an idea of the anti-establishment type deal so i like tim pool he's good what else rogan is so cliche and i can't you can't listen to every rogan because you just Literally, that would be your entire life would just be listening to Rogan, but I'll, I'll pick and choose episodes. He had a really interesting episode recently with uh, Andrew Huberman. I don't know if you've heard of Andrew Huberman. He's a, he's like a, basically like a brain scientist. So he looks into like ways to minimize, maximize everything from sleep patterns to eating. They're talking about like cold plunges and saunas. He's interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Those are a few. Those are I good. need to listen. I, and I, I, what I've been recently doing is watching a lot of YouTube. Oh, Patrick Bet David's great too. I'm if you're into like business and tech and politics, Patrick Bet David's really good. I was listening to what's his name, Alex. Yeah, I don't, those are, I'd say the top okay. of the playlist. Those, those, those are good. Those are good. All right, I'm gonna get you out of here. You owe me the Mary question, so yep. you're gonna. I'm gonna email you my voicemail number how to reach you and any final thoughts hit me up mark at marksavantmedia.com you can find mark savant all over the web thanks to podcasting type in mark savant i'll pop up very nice mark this was very fascinating and i hope my listeners enjoyed the conversation as much as i did i hope you had fun yeah, this is fun. I really talking, you get me talking about Polaroids and payphones and cigarette lighters. It's, 
I can, I remember those too. You pop them in and they pop out and it's red and then you burn your finger. It's the worst. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Absolutely. Listeners, thank you so much for checking us out. I'm always looking for feedback. You can send me an email, setlustingbruce at gmail.com. We are on Twitter at Jesse Jackson DFW. The show is at setlustingbruce. Go wherever you get your podcast and rate and review us. It really does make a big difference, doesn't it, Mark? It makes a big difference. There's some, it's so good to get that five star review. It is. Do it, it. It, just, do it. it just makes you so happy. I, uh, I'm going to do it right now. I'm putting my money where my mouth is. You are a good man. I will do the same. All right. So, Mark, take care. Listeners, be kind, be safe, and we will talk to you soon. Goodbye. There we go. Another episode. I'm about to go through a couple of things where you can reach me and give me feedback. Um, so if you want to skip this, I understand. But I do hope you check it out every once in a while. I'm available on Twitter at Jesse Jackson DFW. The show is available at SetLustingBruce. You can send me an email, setlustingbruce at gmail.com. You can send me a voicemail at 469-249-2442. I am currently doing a few other podcasts, Perfectly Good Podcast, John Hyatt from A to Z, where Sylvan Groth and I discuss every John Hyatt song in alphabetical order. My Babylon 5 podcast is Last Best Hope for Conversation, where Lou, Karen, and I discuss every episode of Babylon 5 in chronological order. I still am doing Next Stop Everywhere, the Doctor Who podcast with my brother in time, Charles Skaggs. And then finally, How Many Podcasts, the only podcast on the internet that counts, where my buddies and I discuss pop culture. You can go to our Patreon page and support the podcast for as little as a dollar a month. You can go to our Facebook page, like, and please, please go to iTunes or wherever you get your podcast and leave a five-star rating and review for all of the podcasts that I'm doing. It's okay if you don't listen to them, but if you subscribe and rate, it really will make my day better. Thank you, and I will talk to you soon. You just heard the fun talking, hard rocking, music loving, album ranking, fan thinking, joy spreading, lyric reading, story sharing podcast that is the one, the only, said Listening Bruce. The theme for Set Lessing Bruce was written by David Rosen, used by permission. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. 
Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any fantasy points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points. Fantasy Points.